Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wedding Pro Radio, your show that talks all things wedding and wedding-related topics. My name is Rich Leggett with Black Tie Events, offices in Atlanta, Dallas, and soon to be coming to Hilton Head. I'm joined by my marvelous co-host, Abby Hillis with ACH Events. Hey, Abby. Hello. Good morning. Yes, I am the owner and founder of ACH Events, and we operate out of Austin, Texas, but we travel anywhere. Well, we are so glad that you guys are tuning into the show. Got a great show today. We're going to talk about a couple of things that uh, you will be interested in. We're also doing a countdown of the top 10 80s dance songs that you can play for your wedding, and uh, that is sponsored by DJ Songlist. Also want to thank a couple of sponsors, uh, ACH Events uh, and Black Tie Events, as well as DJ Songlist, sponsors of the show. So, Abby, you and I both had a busy week this week. You had a, a bunch of events going on, and we set a record of doing 13 weddings in two days, which was uh, exhausting, but a lot of fun. Had a, made a lot of couples happy. Yeah, spring event season is in full force, that's for sure. It is uh, really relieving and exciting to see events just ramping up and just everyone kind of getting back out in the world, and I think... One of the, my favorite things about all of that is the guests are just, you know, it's kind of like the Roaring Twenties all over again. Everyone's just excited to dress up, look fly, and go out and party and have fun. Yeah, and they let me tell you, the energy at these events has just been amazing. Um, the one I did Saturday night was just just off the hook. People were just ready to have fun, and, and that's the great thing about it. And the great thing about weddings is that uh, your job and my job is to make that happen and make sure that... The party goes off as planned and everybody has a good time and nobody has to worry about anything. And uh, we get all the little behind the scenes details taken care of for them. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, and it's, I, I think it's just really fun right now being in this industry and getting to, and it's a little bit of a rat race, which can sometimes be a negative thing, but just getting to be able to help so many people tie the knot and I know a lot of people have been waiting a long time and they're you know it's just I don't know it's a good positive intense energy around the wedding industry right now and I'm here for it I'm excited yeah I I am too and you know the the great thing ladies and gentlemen is Abby and I so Abby hosts from Texas I am based out of Atlanta and um we met through mutual friends and industry friends and uh decided to do this show and have had a lot of success at it and really enjoyed doing it. But Abby and I actually got to do our first wedding together recently, a couple months ago. And um, we thought that a fun thing to do is to recap that and uh, and talk about it a little bit, talk about some of the challenges and, and talk about the great things that happened. And there were way more great than there were challenges. But um, so, Abby, let me get your first thoughts on Corey and Jet's wedding overall and what your impression of that, and then we'll kind of dive into it a little bit deeper. Yeah, definitely. So, first of all, it's incredibly fun to work weddings when it's with vendors that you love and adore. So, first and foremost, Corey and Jet's wedding was absolutely full of a team of vendors. Uh, the wedding photographer and videographers are dear friends of mine, and when you know that you've hired professionals that all know each other and um, work well together, it just makes the wedding day that much better. And so between them and my, my team and your team, it was just, um, it was just honestly a really, really, really perfect day in terms of what the guests and the clients got to experience. Obviously there was like some hiccups from behind the scenes that we always have to work through. Yep. But um, 
I, I think one thing that people don't realize when they're planning their wedding is who you hire matters and what your vendor team is matters. And especially if they know each other and if they've worked together with each other and they know how each other work and they, they know the ins and outs of each vendor, um, it just it can just make a day that much more enjoyable for all of the vendors. But uh, it also like is energy that I think the guest even can pick up on as well. Yeah. And, and I will tell you that I, w I was so impressed with uh, the other vendors that you put together and that I had never worked with any of them before, but we had a great rapport, talked to them at the beginning, said, Hey, I'm here for you. Anything you need, let me know. If you have any questions, come up and, and contact me. And uh, I heard from every single one of them after the fact, and they, they said, you know what, you did an amazing job and it was so much fun working with them. We hope to get to do it again soon. So you put together well, a great team for that one. Yeah, considering the Carhartt photography, they were like, um, are you in Austin? Can you come back? Can we tell other clients about you? So that was a huge, huge, huge win. The dance floor was popping. I know that you're wanting to debrief that a little bit because yeah, um, yeah. they did some really fun stuff. The video from their wedding, it's it's like electrifying to watch. It's so fun to get to see Corey and Jet and how they got to finish their night dancing on the dance floor. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want you to step in and kind of share what your experience was too, because sure. your your week started with a drive from Atlanta to Austin, and that was the beginning of it. And then um, you had you did have to dive in and meet a bunch of people that you hadn't worked with before. But like, talk about your I don't know. You just really got a dance floor pop in and you got, you let them do unique things that I've never had a DJ do before. Well, you, you know, my thing is, and we, we talk about this quite a bit is I try to personalize everything to fit what their vibe is and what, what they're looking for yep. and their personality and everything else. And, you know, right from the start, you and I both picked up on it. They're, they're a fun couple. They just want to have oh, fun yeah. and they want, want, uh, you know, they want to party. And so that's what we try to do. Some, um, some clients that you get want to be more conservative or just kind of stick, do the traditional stuff and not kind of go off the beaten path and they just want to have fun. So we came up with a couple of fun ideas. Um, kudos to you for, for the props and some of the stuff that you did. So, uh, yeah, drove out. My dad is originally a Texas boy. And as a matter of fact, two thirds of my family's all from Texas. So it was old home week for me. I got to see my sister while I was out there, um, got in and then you and I had an amazing dinner with our families. Um, I know. Before. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We, planned the dinner your dad was coming sister was coming and then just so happened my parents were going to the same restaurant yeah, that, that, that amazed we me at. yeah that was hysterical and I enjoyed me your your parents were so sweet I enjoyed meeting them and hanging out with them so it was it was a lot of fun and then, then we had the wedding the next day um I have an office in Dallas Texas and uh my partner there Patrick came down because he wanted to hang out with me and spend some time and, and help with the wedding which I really appreciated him doing and uh so we got there the venue was amazing um we had to do just so everybody knows abby and i talk about this quite a bit we had to do two setups we had a ceremony set up outside and then the big reception set up inside we did uplighting around the room and then had a really cool dj booth and facade and and just made it really kind of give it a clubby feel uh and there once the party got started the first challenge i think you and i both ran into um or I'll talk about one that I saw that you ran into and then you and I both handled one was the, and you did an amazing job with this was the greenery that you hung from the chandeliers that were like 12 to 15 feet in the air. I, I, I didn't. And you know, guys, let me tell you when you're hiring a wedding planner, 
hire a wedding planner that has a team that can help them. Because if Abby was just on her own as a wedding planner, she would have never been able to do that and pull it off and make it look as amazing as she did. But she, so true. <laughs> but she had a team of girls. What was it? Four, four girls that you had there? Yeah. Me plus four other. Yeah. She had a whole team and you know what, with the team, they can split off tasks. So it makes it so yep. much easier to get everything done that you want to get done. Um, but I think the first challenge we had was it was really windy out there that day. Um, so windy. And so it, windy. Yeah. And if you look at the video for some of the ceremony stuff, you can see like the, uh, the officiant's robe yeah. is going back. <laughs> and, and what a lot of people don't realize when it's windy like that and you're trying to do sound is that, uh, you know, if you ever saw old footage of some of the news reports from Hurricane Katrina, a lapel mic picks that stuff up. So it, right. I mean, it, you just get that whole wind sound as people are talking. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that, that was my first challenge. So what I did was I tried to EQ a little bit of that out, which helped a little bit. And then I took my, uh, mic, my handheld mic and kind of pushed it over on a stand behind them and turned that up so I could pick that up and maybe turn the lapel down a little bit. And it seemed to work fine. So it eliminated a lot of the wind noise and, and nobody was the wiser for it. So, uh, so ceremony went great um it, it was beautiful the decor you did over there was it was amazing and uh kudos to vintage villas because uh in austin because it was a beautiful venue and uh they did a great job with the ceremony what did you think about the ceremony yeah no i mean i think everything was great the wind obviously was i, I would say one of the biggest challenges it kept blowing over the aisle arrangements that we had and you know these are just there's so many things that people don't realize go into like the responsibilities that fall on the planner. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, we, we just so happen to have done the decor for this wedding as well and the, the floral install. And so we're trying to make sure that these arrangements don't fall over to the point where the foam that they're in starts disintegrating, which that can happen because this foam holds water. Right. It only has a certain shelf life before it'll start disintegrating. And the more that the, uh, the foam gets like pulled like the stems in the foam pull out it it opens up bigger holes and the, the flowers won't stay in and so it becomes like uh, okay how do we adjust this and move this so where the wind's not pulling it and it's not like creating like a kite effect yeah um so that was i i think one thing people always look for on their wedding day is rain and they don't really ever look at what the wind speeds are and you can't even just look at the wind speeds but you have to look at the wind gusts yeah. because some gusts can be up to 50 miles per hour and if you're dealing with that you can't have glass out on tables if you're doing any sort of big arrangements and you're setting up outside no so fortunately for us we you know a lot of our stuff was on the ground and it was and we could handle the wind but i i think it brings me to a point of just anyone who's out there planning a wedding right now and you're, you know, you want to put it on your, your to-do list about a week out is to check the weather and don't just check the wind, check the humidity, see what the percentage is going to be, check the, um, the wind gust and yeah. just make sure that like you can already have plans in place before the day comes so it doesn't catch you by surprise at 8 a.m. that morning. Well, you know, between you and Vintage Villas and, and me giving Patrick instructions, they had the cocktail tables out early. So just so everybody knows that we were kind of at an outdoor, almost like a garden setting. And then you had to walk yep. from there uh, up a little short path. There's a beautiful, uh, maybe an oak tree, which yep. you hung some decor off of and then uh, into the venue itself. And they set some, the cocktail hour was gonna be outside right under the oak tree. And uh, there were a couple of gusts that were pushing those cocktail yep. tables over. So I told Patrick, yep. go hold that one down. You told Michaela, go, hey, go go grab onto that one. 
And so yep, while during that, the ceremony, yeah, we were during all the ceremony, on them, yeah, we were all just leaning. looking like we're cute exactly. and holding on to the cocktail table. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But we got through it, and and you know, again, nobody was was any wiser that that was going on. And that's again, we talk about this all the time. That is why you hire professionals because they they take these challenges, they uh, they rise to the occasion, and they make things happen. And you never would have known that anything was going on or there was a challenge. True, true. And the, yeah, the guest, as far as the guests and the clients concerned, we had it all handled. And that's the glory of having professionals do your wedding day. Absolutely. But there is one thing I don't want to forget that we talk about. Okay. You did something that was so cool. And I like, I know it's not a comfortable position for every DJ to be in to allow a client to do this. But I think because you and I were so close and yeah. we just knew like through and through who Corey and Jet were and we'd worked with them for over a year planning their wedding that we just knew that they'd be respectful of your property. Yep. But the pictures of Jet and Corey getting behind the DJ booth and putting on help me with what was the what was the the headset that Corey put on or that Jet put on. What what was that oh, thing? Oh, it was uh it was from Modest Mouse. It was his head headgear thing okay. that, that he wears. Yeah. But then he started pretending like you were helping, you were doing the actual like remixing yeah. and DJing, but he, he looked like in all of the videos and pictures, it looked like it was him. Yeah. So what and I then, did was I pulled the iPad off to the side and was working mixes remotely okay. while, while he could stand over the board and look like he was doing the mixes, yes. which made for great photos. Oh and, my gosh. And it, it, it was so much fun and the pictures behind there and the energy from the crowd when they got behind there and he started doing that. Cause I think he did maybe a five minute set. I think I mixed like two or three songs in for yeah. him. Yeah. 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 And it, the energy was crazy, but yeah, I, I love doing that. And he and I had a nice conversation about it and I said, listen, just, you know, just kind of pretend like you're touching stuff. Don't really touch. Cause it, right. you know, it, we may mess up a setting and then I'll have to figure out what we did. And sometimes it's a little easier than others, but I love doing that with clients. I don't do it a lot. Um, you know, it has to be somebody I really trust and I'm, I'm really comfortable with. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it was great. You know, the other thing that I want to talk about that was amazing besides the dance floor just being out of control. I mean, literally, <laughs> I think people danced for like four hours straight. There were people who were who probably were way dehydrated by the end of the evening. They never left the dance floor. No, no. <laughs> But I think that uh, the other thing that I first time I saw this, and I don't know if this was your idea or their idea was they did an amazing first dance. And at the end, they did a dip and they had a confetti cannon go off right at the dip. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was just such a perfect moment and such perfect timing. Was that your idea? That one? I Well, she wanted Corey wanted confetti to go off. And I think it was a joint collaboration on making that happen during the first dance and that would be the better time to do it right and get get more bang for your buck in terms of photos yeah. of when that went off um and so i would say that was a joint effort but the other thing that happened that we both were kind of like we need to have every client do this was they just so happened they wanted to come inside and they wanted to see all of the event space set up um during cocktail hour before the guests were invited in right and then they ended up getting to do like an extra first dance song with no one in there. And it was like, normally we do one at the end of the night, yeah, right? Yeah. While everyone's Spotlight lining dance. up and, yep. and leaving. Yes. But then they, so they did that dance, like a first dance, private first dance. And then they did their first dance with the bomb. I shouldn't cuss, but bomb ass explosion of confetti. It was a bomb ass explosion. It was, <laughs> it, it, was. it was actually really, and really cool. Their photos and videos, just like between that and then the 
dancing and the dance floor and DJ. I mean, like it was just the they had very like very specific details that made a big difference, and I loved that. Yeah, I did too, and I, and I thought that it was uh, it was absolutely a perfect evening. Couldn't have been better. I hope I get to come to Austin again. So if you're in the Austin market or you're one of Abby's clients and you're looking for a DJ, I will love to come out there with you because she was amazing to work with and her team was hands down uh, one of the better teams I've worked with. So I just had so much fun. Everybody was so nice out there too. So it, it, it was it was a great experience and I'm glad that Corey and Jet uh, loved it. They both emailed me and texted me the next day. Um, I did a little promo video that we do occasionally for clients where I just take some snapshots and shoot some video and uh, and texted that to uh, I guess them the next day and texted it to you as well mm -hmm. and uh, some of that stuff came out and then the videographers did an amazing video so hopefully we can get some of all, the, all, the, all that stuff up on our social media so you guys can actually see um, what Abby and I are talking about but uh, it was it was a lot of fun it was a great day it was definitely it was one for the books for sure it was one for the books. So that was our recap of Abby, Abby and I getting to work together. And uh, uh, we were so excited to do that and had a, a good time doing it. Let's give a shout out to the vendors that were there too, who, who worked at Abby. Can you give us a rundown again? Yeah, one of the ones I've, I've mentioned the main. So Carhartt Photography did the photography and videography. ACH Events, myself and our team did the florals and the design and the planning. Um, Pop and Drop ATX does streamers and balloons, and they did streamers in the oak tree cluster for cocktail hour, and then they also did an entire install for um, their cake backdrop and like photo op. Um, and then they did they had nothing bunt cakes for dessert, and I think those are all of the the and Vintage Villas was the venue which yeah. we did mention. So yep. I think those are all the main ones. Um, but yeah, it was. It was a great team of, of people. It was a great team. It was, and it was a great day. So if you guys get a chance, we'll post that stuff up on social media. You guys can take a look at it and uh, see what you think and see what we talked about as we were breaking each and every part of it down. And uh, we are going to come back in a couple minutes with more Wedding Pro Radio right after these words. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. 
With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. So Abby and I just did a recap of a wedding we did together recently. Hope you guys enjoy that. A lot of great information there for you guys to do. Starting segment number two, Abby has a planner tip of the week for us. So Abby, what's our planner tip this week? Yes. So something I keep running into recently is uh, just kind of educating clients on what all you need to prepare prior to reaching out to a florist. So I think in a client's mind, you know, they just are like, oh, I know that I want these colors and I want, you know, I know I like these types of flowers. And they think that that's like the very first thing that they need to present to the florist when when reaching out and trying to get a um, like a proposal from them. And one of the things that they forget to think about is, hey, what? How many tables am I going to have? And how many centerpieces am I going to need for that? Um, so I kind of just wanted to help break down how to go about doing that. So one of the first things that you should make a list of before you reach out to a florist is understand how many personal flowers you're going to have. So that includes how many bouquets, how many boutonnieres, how many corsages. And a lot of the time, um, people always ask, like, how many boutonnieres do I do? Do I give it to all of the grandparents? If I do the grandpas with the boutonniere, do I do corsages for the grandmas? That was going to be my question. That was was actually going to be my question is who gets a boutonniere? Exactly. So it's the groom and then the groomsmen and typically um, the uh, parents, the dads, and the grandparents is and the grandpas is okay. pretty typical. Um, obviously, things are all very different now, and anything kind of flies. But that can be like you. I always tell people like if you're gonna give the dads a boutonniere, then you should give the moms a corsage so that it's equal on either side. Right. Um, and so you just want to make a list of you know how many people and how many grandparents and how many parents, so that way you kind of have a like at least somewhere to start when they're building out the proposal for you, they're not just like TBD on number of this, TBD on number of that. Right. Um, and it allows you to better budget knowing what you're, uh, knowing a more realistic number for your personal flowers. Well, and it also gives the florist an idea of what they need to do, which is, is pretty important. I mean, you, you know, you, you don't want to just say, ah, oh, yeah, we, we're not really sure right now what, what we need to quote for and what, what needs to be done because, you uh you made this point a couple episodes ago is you know you, you got to order all that stuff and and these days it's a little tough sometimes to get stuff in and out um so so yeah it's a great yeah. point well and it's just like they're gonna ask you those questions anyway so if you can have those and like be ready to provide that information on the forefront it makes their lives 10 times easier which means you're probably going to get your proposal back faster right um so it's definitely understanding and knowing your list for personal flowers and then another um, aspect of, of preparation to have when reaching out to a florist is understanding what your table layouts are going to potentially look like and understanding how that is going to work with the number of people that you anticipate attending the wedding. So let's say your total invite number is 200 people, but you're anticipating only 150 people are going to attend the wedding. So that's 150 people you have to put at tables. Right. So um, what I explain to people is a 60-inch round is 8 to 10 people. A 72-inch round is 10 to 12 people. At an 8-foot rectangle table, you can um, plan up to four people on either side, so eight people at an 8-foot. And then at a 6-foot rectangle table, you can plan 
up to three people on either side. I don't ever recommend putting people on the ends of those tables um, unless you cut down the number of people sitting on either side because the ends will bud up into the side of where the other people are sitting. So it doesn't, I don't recommend putting people on ends of rectangle tables. Yeah. It also creates um, a traffic flow problem as well. Getting, yes. getting in and out and in between the tables. Yep, exactly. So once you know how many people are roughly going at each table, then you can break it down and calculate, okay, how many tables am I going to need? And for simple math for this example, if it's 150 people, let's roughly say it'll be 10 people at each table. We're only doing rounds. And then you know you have 15 tables. So that's 15 tables you need centerpieces for or some sort of decor for. And then you can immediately have that information and present that to the florist of, okay, I'm going to have 15 rounds. I'm going to need at least two different styles of centerpieces. And then that can immediately give them a, like a frame to work within when they're suggesting the type of different options for your centerpieces or your center table of decor. So those are just, it's personal flowers and then understanding the breakdown of people to tables and the number of tables to be able to present that to them when you're inquiring and they will love you for it if you can bring all of this information to them prior to the fact, instead of them having to reach back out and ask you more questions. Now, I had a quick question for you on that, but you brought up okay. a whole, whole different topic. So um, on flowers, do you have them set aside some additional flowers? And I'll tell you why I'm asking you this question uh, in a second. But like like a couple of roses or a little small bouquets or boutonnieres or extra stuff that they can have so, so they have a backup just in case somebody forgot some something or somebody didn't, uh, you know, they, they didn't think grandpa was coming and he showed up, that kind of stuff? Sometimes, um, I like one thing that seems to be very consistent that florists have is a like just like an extra bucket that they bring the day of. So once they're done creating all of their pieces, they may have, you know, 10 roses left and yeah. 10 of this white filler left or whatever. Right. And they'll bring that bucket. Some of that leftover is used for the cake if they're putting florals, florals on the cake or the cake table. Right. Or dessert table, I should say now. Um, but it's also used i've had oh, i know what you're talking about now was that the, was that my wedding with you that i had to like throw together uh, a bouquet like super quick uh, yeah it was <laughs> i just i like to, that totally slipped my mind yeah um but yeah you know you gotta have sometimes you just gotta be able to throw together a bouquet rather quickly and having and hand that's is that's super, why i asked I, it, it was you were like the macgyver of florists <laughs> Because you said, I grabbed this here, grabbed this there, da, 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 and hands were flipping and stuff was flying in the air. And you had it I had all extra done. Ribbon. Extra ribbon. And it was perfect by the time you were done. So that's why I was asking that question because we were getting ready to, and somebody said, Oh, yeah, we need a couple extra bouquets. And you're like, Got it. And you just, I mean, you went into total bouquet making mode. And it was, it was, it was an amazing sight to see. Uh, and, ah, and that's thanks. why I was asking that. The other thing that I would suggest is, and this is just kind of a one-off, but, you know, we've talked about an anniversary dance when people don't want to do a bouquet and garter toss, but they want to do an mm -hmm. anniversary dance. And I'll recap what that is real quick. Um, if you guys are, are have uh, married couples in the audience, you can do a really sweet dance, pick a nice sentimental song um, instead of doing the bouquet and garter and do what's called an anniversary dance. And basically you start with all the married couples and then you peel them off by years they've been married. So you do five years or less, you have to leave the dance floor, 10 years or less, all the way until you have the couple that's been married the longest. 
And what I usually suggest if a bridegroom want to do that is have the florist make just a little small, you know, a single rose with some greenery or something. And then the yeah. bride and groom at the end of the dance can present that to the couple that's been married the longest. So, uh, so I thought that was kind of a cool touch. So if you're ordering flowers and you want to do an anniversary dance, you may want to talk to them about adding that as well. Well, and sometimes florists will even do like a toss bouquet as yeah. like a free throw in there thing. Yep. And you can always just say, okay, we'll use the toss bouquet for the anniversary dance. I love that idea of giving them a bouquet though. That's so cute. That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's not, not that much more to add on. So, you know, sometimes if, if they don't do it, what I will do is uh, I will pull an Abbey and try to go to a centerpiece and yank a couple of flowers out after <laughs> later in the night. Nobody knows I'm doing it and I'm clandestine about it. And then just uh, stealth mode. Yeah, exactly. And then throwing a couple of things together so the bride can have it just to, as a nice thing in, in case they didn't have one or they just had anniversary dance at the last minute or whatever, yep. whatever the case may be. But that is great information, Abby. And now when somebody's looking for a florist, um, is it best, you know, we talked about venue recommends places and, and also, you know, wedding wire and that kind of stuff. Is that the, the route you go recommendation wise as far as florists? Yes, and I think also understanding what your style is. Right. It's just like photography, right? Where how photographers have a different editing style and a different even like in action photographing style. It's the same thing kind of for florists. Some have a much more organic approach to designing. Some have a much more traditional approach to designing. Right. So if you're someone that notices that you really like form and shape and um, like you're heavy on the roses, you're more of a traditional person. So you want to look for more of a traditional florist right. um, and not book an organic florist if that's your style because then you're going to probably run into issues of it's not going to be created the way that you had envisioned it um, so definitely like paying attention to what your style is and then making sure that who you end up booking um, replicates that style great advice great advice so so ladies that is your planner tip abby the expert is giving you some advice on flowers and how to break that down and how to uh order them and how to help your florist to make things not only economical but uh more organized for you yep so exactly so next up we have a question from shauna in st louis and it says abby i keep hearing about the golden hour on my wedding day what is that and how does it impact my wedding planning and this is all you i'm going to chime in but this is <laughs> this is all you on this one well, and I should say, I'm not even the expert here. I feel like this should be more of even like a photographer, videographer yeah, team yeah, answering this. But what I what I can say is that um, the first thing that I do when I am building out the, I would say, let's say the second thing that I do when I'm building out a timeline is the first thing I do is get my um, venue access and then my venue exit time. I know those. So it's like 12 to 12 or whatever it ends up being for any venue. And then the next thing I do is I figure out when sunset is because golden hour is typically about 30 minutes before 30 minutes to an hour before the sun actually setting. And the reason that that's important is because when you look just on social media or Pinterest, a lot of the time, some of those most eye catching photos happen during golden hour. And it's because there is this yellow tone glow yeah, that it's happens hue. it's amazing yes. when the sun's setting if there's not clouds blocking the sun which that's a that's a bummer if that happens but if you get lucky and you have a good a good golden hour it's just the hues that come through at that time of day make for incredible photos um and you don't even have to be having like the golden hour hitting you in the face like i just looked at one the other day and it was just 
golden hour like back behind the trees back behind the couple but the gold was just like shining through behind them mm-hmm. and i was like oh my gosh that's stunning it doesn't even have to be like a golden hour where it's like blatantly obvious that the sun is setting it just made for a really great photo yeah and so it's just important when you're it does impact your planning because you need to know when that is and a lot of times clients will eat dinner and the way that it falls um for us is that they eat dinner and then while the rest of the guests are finished eating we might pull them and go do some golden hour photos then or it might be that we um, extend cocktail hour a little longer or make it shorter depending on to make the planning work with getting those golden hour photos in and again i highly 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 recommend you lean on your photographer and videographer team to uh for their guidance on exactly how they feel like the flow of the timeline should go to make sure you can get those photos well you know we were talking about Corey and jet's wedding and they had an amazing golden hour because the sun was actually setting over the lake so the venue mm. where we were working was kind of up on a hill overlooking uh is it lake travis is that right yeah lake travis and it's stunning overlooking lake stunning. travis and the sun just set right down behind the hills and then right over the lake and so some of the photos i saw after the fact were just amazing and mm-hmm. you know the other thing i want to touch on with golden hour and why it's important to kind of time that right is because it can't be replicated by the photographer. There's no way that they can do natural light and make it look like the golden hour lighting. It's That's why they, they love scheduling things to do that because it can't be replicated. So uh, if you can get it in and make it work in your photos is just absolutely stunning. That's a really good point. You look like the, if, if you get golden to- golden hour time on your wedding day, that's literally photos that no photographer, no lighting that they bring in, there's nothing that they can do to replicate the natural sun setting that we can get in the photos that come with that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. It was great. It was great. So, Sean and St. Louis, we hope that helped answer your question. We hope you have an amazing golden hour when you do your uh, your photo and your weddings at uh, your big wedding day. So, uh, thank you for the question. So, we're going to move on. I'm going to do a spotlight song, and you and I talked about this. So, um, father-daughter dance is a pretty important dance, and... Um, you know, you want the lyrics to kind of fit the song that you're doing with the relationship with your dad and, and make it special. And there have been a few throughout the years that have been really popular. The original, the OG of father-daughter dances was a, a song by a guy named Al Martino called Daddy's Little Girl. And some people still use that one. Then you had Butterfly Kisses that came that out by Bob, yeah, by Bob yeah. Carlisle. That one really fits. And basically what we're talking about when they say fits is it really talks about a daughter growing up and then kind of things ending on the wedding day in the lyrics of the song. And we've had a new one that has kind of kicked in lately. So this is going to be my spotlight song of the show. And it's called This Dance. And it's by an artist called uh, Scott Thomas Lawfridge. And I am going to go ahead and play a snippet of it, Abby, while we talk about it a little bit. Amazing. I just love it that it's a true true perfect song for the father-daughter dance that is just not the same ones that you hear over and over and I love just it is like to a T it talks about seeing her walk down the aisle I don't know it's very sweet very very sweet yeah I agree if you guys can pull it up again the song is called This Dance by Scott Thomas uh, Lawfridge I think his name is pronounced he's a country artist Uh, song came out a few years ago but it is really really picked up steam and a lot of people are loving it and I will warn you it is a tearjerker so uh, the, we, I did it this past weekend for a wedding, and the mom was just absolutely boohooing, listening to the song. The dad had a tear rolling down his eyes. But you know what? You want that kind of emotion at a wedding. That's what a wedding is all about. Well, and I think it's just the the entire traditional 
um, like motive behind the father-daughter dance and it's really just the last time that it's like their last little moment together not that you don't have those after you get married with your father you definitely do but I think you know it's 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 very symbolic and um, having a song that fits it perfectly which if you go listen to the lyrics of this song it is to a T like perfect and probably exactly what my dad would have wanted to sing to me when I was getting or we were doing our first dance right so yeah no I definitely this is a great spotlight song yeah I think if I can keep it together emotionally when my daughter gets married that, that I may use this one but I don't I don't know I'm a pretty emotional guy so I don't know if I could make it through it but uh right yeah. so love the song so this dance by Scott Thomas Lafridge and uh hope you guys enjoyed it we are going to be back with more Wedding Pro Radio right after this ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy to use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event is can be looking for a dj for your wedding celebration well then look no further than black tie events we are your source for dj entertainment and so much more with offices in atlanta and dallas fort worth let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525 welcome back to wedding pro radio ladies and gentlemen so Got to start our next segment, and uh, we are starting that with Abby talking about a little celebrity wedding news. You know what? I need to get a jingle for celebrity wedding news that we can play, Abby. <laughs> I don't know what. Think, think about that. I would that. love that. Yeah, think about that and let me know. We'll have a jingle intro to celebrity wedding news. So we'll, we'll put our heads together and come up with that. So what do we got in the world of celebrity weddings? Well, the big one that I feel like is all over all social media and media in general is Kourtney Kardashian marrying Travis Barker. Um. They originally tied the knot in Vegas with Elvis, but the irony of the whole thing is that the Elvis impersonator guy did not have anything for them to officially sign and actually make it official. So um, although like a week or two ago, everyone thought that they got married, they actually just got married this past week in the Santa Barbara courthouse. And, you know, they had their fly little outfits on. It was super small. 
And now they're officially married. That is such an interesting couple to me. It is so interesting to me. It, it, it is interesting. And he's a great drummer, by the way. He is. Uh, I just saw Mary, Mary J. Blige just did a cover of Stairway to Heaven, um, oh. the old Led Zeppelin song. And she had a bunch of uh, superstar musicians come in. And he was the drummer on that. Um, so and he, he nailed it. And he nailed it. He nailed it. And they're actually talking about him. You know, he's kind of with his band and w- not with his band. They're actually talking about him maybe being the replacement drummer for Taylor Hawkins in the Foo Fighters, which, uh, which would be interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Taylor, who tragically passed away in Brazil, um, and uh, they're looking for a drummer, and he may be he may be the next man up. Well, there you go. There you go, Courtney Kardashian. You got the best drummer there is. Absolutely. He's amazing. <laughs> and then there's two other like celebrity weddings that I feel like are worth mentioning that just recently happened. Um, so if you follow Vanderpump Rules and you've been watching it since the beginning, you know that Stassi was originally on the show and then she was asked to leave um, due to some uh, just some things that she should have been asked to leave for. Um, but her and Bo, where they had their daughter, I think during COVID, Um, But they actually just went and did a destination wedding to Rome, Italy. Hmm. And the reason I wanted to bring up their wedding was because in the wedding dress world, a lot of the time, tulle cannot be done well, and it can look real – it just can look not really high-end, and it can look a little cheap, I guess. Right. But Stassi showed up in nothing but tulle, and she looked absolutely stunning, and the dress was done really, really well. And then, of course, her daughter looked just as good as – Stassi did her their daughter is so cute and had this adorable dress on um and so I just thought it was cool that she went tool um and obviously she's like a little bit of a fashion icon because of her past and so um I just thought that was interesting that that's that's the she had the off the shoulder kind of like swag swag sag you know right um sleeve and it just looked really great and then the other wedding that just happened which was six years in the making was Jojo Fletcher who was a bachelorette and she ended up picking Jordan Rogers, which is Aaron Rodgers' little brother. Right. And they have been engaged for six years, and they finally tied the knot. Wow! So, so that was a long engagement. We were taught talk, we talked recently about how engagements were, were kind of shorter, and people were speeding it up. But that was a nice long one. They really got to know each other. Yeah, you know, I think with the show, that's somewhat if they end up making it in life they end up not like rushing into a wedding after they get off the show. And I think that that's what helps them make it. Um, So, you know, when you're dating on television and you only have six weeks and then you have to go into hiding for three months while the show airs, it's a very odd way to start a relationship in my opinion. It is. So I could see, I, I mean, I could see if I was in that position, maybe six years would be kind of like actually somewhat normal to feel like you actually know the person and can make a life with them and feel good about that decision. Uh, but yeah, still six years is a really long time. Yeah, you know the whole the whole reality TV wedding thing. I, I I just I mean I think it makes for great TV, but you know it's just and 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 saying that I was the DJ for uh, Married at First Sight. If you want to, if anybody wants to go check that out, I was the DJ for the the reality show Married at First Sight season three, which was filmed here in Atlanta. So, um, but you know you see the behind the scenes stuff in that, and it's yeah. you know there's a lot of. Uh, stuff that that the cast tries to drum up and the producers try to drum up that isn't actually happening but you mm-hmm. know it's a weird weird way to meet somebody but you know it's it's uh you know people do it so and if, it, if yeah i guess it works it, work, it does work for some yeah but yeah anyways of course 
and again, I, I'm looking at all of the like style and design, but JoJo's dress was a like mermaid dress with tons of ruffles at the bottom and she just looked stunning. So if you haven't seen pictures of their wedding, go creep them on social media and uh, check. I think people did an exclusive with them, um, but it was a, they, they're a very, very pretty couple. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, most of the, most of the celebrity weddings are, are pretty couples. So uh, that's true. That's true. Absolutely. Kind of part of the job. <laughs> good info. And you guys can go check those pictures out from those three weddings. I'm sure they're up and going and uh tip for you. If you're going to get married by Elvis, make sure that he can legally sign the documents so you don't end up like Courtney and Travis did and not officially right. be married and have to do it all, all over again. So uh, that is uh, our tip of the week as far as celebrity weddings go. Um, so last thing we want to do, every week we, we kind of do a countdown that we're uh, doing for each show, and it's sponsored by DJ Songlist, which is an amazing wedding planning tool. You can download it on the Apple App Store it gives you suggestions for your ceremony music, for reception specialty songs like First Dance, Father Daughter Dance. Um, you can even do a playlist in there. You can listen to samples of the songs before you actually put them on your list. And then when you're done, you can actually email the list to uh, whoever you want. So you can email it to your planner. You can email it to your DJ. You can email it to your band and give them an idea of the songs that you want. And it is just a great tool. So what we do is we take the submissions from DJ Songlist, and then I go out to all my friends in the wedding DJ community, not only in the United States, but also over in Europe. And I say, hey, give me some of your favorite songs, and we're going to compile a list. And what we've been doing lately is we, we count down the top 10 on the show, but I do a list of about 50 songs. So if people want to you know, look at the whole list, all you have to do is go to our Spotify page, and it is Black Tie Events dash WP Radio. And there's a space between the, the WP and radio. So Black Tie Events dash WP Radio. It's up on Spotify. And I think we have, last count, Abby, 24 lists up there now for people to take a look at. They cover a wide they're great lists. They are great lists. And we're going to try to do more and more of those. So you guys go check those out. Follow our Spotify page. But today we're going to count down the top 10 80s dance songs. And, you know, the interesting thing about this, Abby, is 80s music, there are a couple of different categories. So you could, do, you could actually do an 80s dance list you could do an 80s rock list you could do mm -hmm. uh 80s retro which is uh you know stuff like um what i like about you and safety dance yep. and you spin me right round songs like that so i kind of mashed up all of them and, and tried to pick 50 of the best of all the categories and we're going to count down the top 10 and coming in at number 10 we actually have a tie so the first one that we have is walk like an egyptian by the bangles I feel like this, like everything on this list is gonna be a, is perfect for like first two sets of the night for DJs or even like for bands to play I during agree. their breaks. They're all nostalgic songs and all songs that people love, and right. uh, y y you know they're just party songs. I mean, I, when when somebody says, "Hey, give me a list of party stuff," I usually start with a lot of '80s stuff because everybody knows it. You know, whether you're in your '50s mm -hmm. or '60s or even the young kids know it and they sing along with it too. So it's just just yep. great stuff. Um, coming in uh, also at number 10 because we had a tie is Super Freak by Rick James. I feel like Rick James has made his appearance more than once on these lists. <laughs> yeah, Rick, Rick, Rick James has quite a few songs. And then if any, so then what happened with this song is the beat's so good, then MC Hammer sampled it for You Can't Touch This, which was yep. a huge hit in the 90s. So, uh you can use either version, but I love the original Rick James version even better. 
And then coming in at uh, number nine is one of my all-time favorite artists, and that's Prince with Kiss. Prince is, he stands alone, man. He is one of a kind, and he has such good music. He is one of a kind, and I have never gotten a tattoo, and I will admit this to you, Abby, but if I get a tattoo, I'm getting the Prince symbol tattoo. <laughs> that's how big, I love it. That's how big a fan I am. I'm going to get that on my shoulder, so that's how big a, big a fan I am. Coming in at uh, number eight, and this one's popped up on our list uh, quite a bit, is uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. And this we... I love... Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, I love playing this. This is like one of my favorite ones to play when we're trying to get the girls on the dance floor for if we're going to do a bit bouquet toss. Yep. Um, like it's fun to play this one before you actually play the song that the client requests for the bouquet toss. Um, because a lot of times the song will naturally get the women on the dance floor. And that's exactly what I was going to say. You can use it for that. You can also do a girl's set of music where you use this and you use Dancing Queen by ABBA. You can, there are oh. a couple of other songs you can mix into there and just do a whole girl's set where you get all the girls cutting loose on the dance floor. So that was uh, Girls Just Want Half Fun by Cindy Lauper coming in at number seven, All Night Long by Lionel Richie. I feel like I could just sing the song all night long. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and this is a good one because it starts off kind of slow and then it mm -hmm. really, really, really builds. But it was a huge hit. I think it was number one uh, in 83 or 84 for probably 15 consecutive weeks. And he used to go back and forth with Michael Jackson on chart position. And Michael Jackson would hold the number one slot and then Lionel Richie would hold it and then hit hold really? it. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, they went well, they went back and forth for a couple of years um, when Thriller came out and then Lionel Richie uh, had that album that had this and Dancing on the Ceiling and a bunch of other hits. So, uh, But this is one of the main ones that I, I use quite a bit as well. And then the ultimate party song that kind of tells everybody <laughs> you're ready to party coming in at number six, Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Yeah, this is a great one to start the like even like one of the first few songs that's played after all of the to well, I like to call the to do's are done. Yeah. This is a great one. Yeah, you know what I do with this one sometimes is I will call the families, all the immediate families of the bride and groom out and say, All right, we're gonna start this off. We're all one big family now, let's celebrate. Boom, I hit mm, the song. That's that I like that. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. It works really well. And then coming in at number five, a little salt and pepper with push it. <laughs> Great classic. Great yeah. classic. I love this one. It has such a good beat, too. And and there's so many good Salt and Pepper songs you can use. Um, what a Man is a good one. Um, there, there are quite a few that you can use, but this is one of my favorites for the 80s. Coming in at number four, made famous by the movie Risky Business with Tom Cruise, Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger. This is another one of those where I feel like you would have to be living under a rock if you didn't know this song. I know, I know. And, you know, the other thing is kind of like the dirty dancing time of my life. There's a certain uh -huh. move in there where people slide across uh -huh. the dance floor, kind of like Tom Cruise did in the opening of that song. Yep. And uh, when you play Time of My Life by Dirty Dancing, a lot of people want to do the lift where they lift up, you know, yeah. the lifts are up at the end. So it's very, very similar. Coming in at number three, an Athens band from right here in Georgia, right around the corner from where I am, B-52s with Love Shack. No kidding. I don't think I knew they were Georgia Georgia band. Yeah, they're from Athens, as is R.E.M. They were both both came oh. out of Athens about the same time. I did not know that. 
So this is a fun song to play too, uh, you know, when you're doing any 80s dance set. Coming in at number two, and you know there's a tie-in to a lot of movies with these top songs for a lot of the great 80s movies. This one yes. is Kenny Loggins with Footloose. Yeah, my brain immediately connects to this song on if you need to get people moving, this is like immediately people will start moving their feet. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know what? It, it's just a fun song. And, and that is the common denominator with a lot of these 80s dance songs that we're playing is they're True. just fun yep. party songs. You can Anybody can dance to these and anybody can have fun to these and everybody loves them. And then yep. even Uncle Joe can bring out his funky dance moves to pretty much all of these. You're that's right. right. That's right. Absolutely. And, and with these, you don't even know have to be a good dancer. You just move around to the music. So it, it doesn't even really matter. And yep. then uh, the number one song for this 80s top 10 countdown that we're doing, top 80s dance songs, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Would we have it any other way without Michael Jackson being number one? I no. feel like. Not on an 80s list. He is the man. <laughs> He is the man, and there's so many good Michael Jackson songs, too, that, I, that that are on this list. I added, I think, there were three on this list. PYT um, yep. was one of them. Um, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, and I think uh, Billie Jean, which came in at number one. Yep, that sounds about right. Perfect. So that is our 80s list countdown. Again, thank you, DJ Songlist, for sponsoring that. If you want to follow our list, you can go ahead and uh, go to Spotify, type in Black Tie Events, dash not slash but dash wedding or wp radio for wedding pro radio so black tie events dash wp radio and follow any and all of our lists we're going to do one for every show so you guys can keep up with them and again there's some great stuff up there for you so share it with your friends and let them know about it and uh you can jam out to it on the beach listen one of the lists we did a yacht rock list not too long ago which abby contributed some great songs to and uh, I was chilling in my chair at the beach and just uh, had that in the headset and was just bopping along all day. Yeah, some of these lists are great for that. I know. We're going to, me and my son are going to listen to this playlist today. This is going to be our jam for today. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> so, Abby, it was a great show today. We had so much fun. And um, listen, again, as always, a lot of great information. Uh, we do want to do some sponsor thank yous. Thank you to the Phoenix Radio Network, which runs our show every Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon. So, if you want to listen live, you can do that. We are on, I think, any and all. And Abby, if you want to give us a rundown of all the podcast platforms we are on. Um, yeah. Anywhere you get your podcast, you should be able to find Wedding Pro Radio. So iHeartRadio, uh, the podcast app on any iPhone, um, Spotify. So we are anywhere you get your podcasts, you should be able to find it. And then just be sure to t subscribe. Um, because that'll give you notifications as we push out more episodes. And then that way, you know, as you're going throughout your planning process, you have us to listen to and provide free wedding planning advice. Absolutely. And it's great advice. I mean, uh, you and I were talking about this the other day. I have more brides that I turn on to the show that say, I got so many good tips. And didn't you, weren't you telling me a story that you had a bride, you were trying to explain something to her and she knew exactly what you were talking about because we talked about it on the show. Yeah, we have an email that goes out to our clients about a week or two after they book with us, and it just gives them like a huge rundown of a ton of resources. And, you know, we have it in there. And, some, you know, sometimes I think people listen. Sometimes I'm not, not sure. And I was telling her, uh, you know, one of my tips. And she's like, I heard that on one of the episodes on the wedding podcast. And I was like, yeah, that's amazing. I, I get the same thing all the time. And people are like, you know, it's it's a shame that, that more people aren't listening to it. Although we're, we're it's building. Let me tell you, I'm getting a it lot is. lot of listeners that are listening to it. 
and we hope it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And that can only be done by you guys. If you spread the word and share it with your friends and let them know um, how to get in touch with us. Also, if you want to get a question on the show, we love answering questions and trying to help you that way. Um, Go to WeddingProRadio.com and you can email Abby at Abby at WeddingProRadio.com or you can email me, Rich, at WeddingProRadio.com and we'll get the questions on the show for you and hopefully get those answered. So, Abby, great job today. Looking forward to the next one. And until then, you got any closing words? Nope. Just appreciate you guys listening and sharing and keep, keep doing that and we'll keep providing good content for you. Absolutely. So we are signing off for Wedding Pro Radio. See you guys soon.
dance is just for you.